here we are. We did it. Um, we're here. I, I'll tell you what. I cannot believe we're here right now, to be honest with you. Like, I can't believe yeah. we're talking about this right now. I, I feel like we just, first of all, just started our season four podcast. But also, I feel like when we did the finale together in your house, that was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also so 10 for, years ago. <laughs> well, for those of you at home who are listening along with us, it was about a year ago this week Yeah, that this we week. started reviewing season four and then we wrapped that and maybe like, uh, or like first September. week of September and we were like, oh, we, we might come back and do this again if, if they release a new season. But, you know, it really depends on how long it'll take and if we're still doing the pod and, and all of that. And then they were like, okay. <laughs> They're like, we just finished the finale on TV, but we're already filming season five. Here you go. We baked you a new cake. (laughs) So. It's so good to be back. Yeah. Um, Welcome to Lit by Moonlight, where it is not a phase to uh, just kind of recognize that time is relative and have a small existential crisis about that. That's me. That's me talking. (laughs) I I think we both had like time-related existential crises within like days of each other. Yeah. What was, how was your week, Caitlin? What did you do this week? uh, I got a hammock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. A hammock. Oh, yeah. Caitlin, um, who had a couple drinks, bought sober Caitlin a hammock, and she was delighted by it. That was nice of her. Yeah, it was really nice. Was Honestly, nice genuinely life-changing. Uh, I recommend everybody go get a hammock, set it up, and just go sit in it. It's great. There are times when I do feel like drunk Emberlin anticipates my needs mm-hmm. um, more so than sober Emberlin does, and she's like, you're going to want this when you when you come back to come back to present. Um, and sometimes I feel like she doesn't. Sometimes I feel like she's out to get me a little bit. She's like, send that send that fucked up text you were going to send. And I'm like, no, Do don't. It. Do not. My week was good. I feel like I... didn't ask I, you. Yeah, fucking bitch. Um, yeah. It's about <laughs> my, me, actually. My week was, was alright. I, I had a good week. I went to Shakespeare in the Park with um, some buddies and it was great. It was like a night, an eighties infused Shakespeare in the Park. How? Uh, what? What's that like? It was. How does that you know, work? It was love. I mean, the actors were great. Um, they infused a lot of like eighties music, eighties outfits, and costuming um, into the Tempest of all plays, which I mm. like. Usually, um, my friend was telling me who goes to who frequents a lot of Shakespeare in the Park that like they usually choose a show that's a little more like well known so that it translates better to a younger audience. So the Tempest was an unusual choice to the extent that in the first act I was like, uh huh, yeah, 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 okay. And then in the second half I was like, I don't think I know what happens in the Tempest. <laughs> is that so is that the one that has to do with the sea? It is indeed the one that has to do. Do you with want to the know sea. why I know that? I sure do. Because of all the fucking uh, Our Flying Means Death fan fiction that I've read in the past oh. year that <laughs> references the Tempest. I was thinking that. I was like, that it, they, those ha- those two things have to be related someplace. I was like, this sounds familiar. Maybe I've read it. Nope. I've just read fan fiction. <laughs> fan fiction creators, their minds, their minds, the Truly. connections they make. I don't like, 
there are times when I'm like, I wish I could think like that. There's always a guy at any play type event, any theatrical event that I go to, and you'll mm-hmm. notice this too if you go to a theatrical event. Believe me when I say this. There's always a guy that has kind of floppy hair, oh. and that is part of his character. Like, yeah. He's like, he, he becomes very animated. It's it be, it's almost like a weeaboo situation Runs or like, a, like a cosplay. Yeah. Throws yeah, it he back. does like. The little, he, like, he puts his hands on his hip and he stomps his foot and he's like, well, what do I do now? And it's like, we get it. You're cute. Okay. Yep. All right. You're the quirky you little beanie guy. baby. You're the Zoe yep. Chanel of the men. Yep. Okay. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> so tonight we are talking about the first two episodes of What We Do in the Shadows season mm-hmm, five. Mm-hmm. What are your immediate reactions to this first couple of episodes? You know, like the FX, like FX is what we do in the shadows. Knows. that's yeah the- <laughs> to, to me it's like did they just write the song of the summer <laughs> like, <laughs> every time i hear it i'm like yeah it's july it's summertime baby <laughs> like we're They're, here the fx like presentations and ratings like the the this is rated blah blah, blah. You, whenever they do that yeah. i get so riled up like whatever the show i'm watching i'm like oh the little doodles whoa, whoa, whoa. that they do <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's oh my so god! Much it's so much. Immediately hyped me right up, and I'm just like so excited. I'm I'm really intrigued to how we're gonna move into this story now that Guillermo is a vampire. Now he mm. spent four seasons uh, longing for it, and now he has it. And I'm just like really really intrigued by his journey this season. I'm intrigued by everybody's journey because it seems like last season they ended at their very very lowest, and yeah. now it's like they're trying to like fix that like we with Nadja she's trying to like become a better person and then Mm -hmm. um, immediately Nandor is just like kind of being nicer to Guillermo yeah his little mantra like the and that's okay and that's that's okay okay. it's okay and you're okay what about you what were your immediate reactions um kind of the same it does feel like they immediately picked up some of the pieces of what was fragmented at the end of last season like I immediately was like okay this is gonna be a more Nadja focused season I'm excited for that I want her character to have more attention Mm -hmm. than last season and I want her to have some more growth or whatever and I like this new dynamic that she has with the guide and I'm like really interested in that Mm -hmm. and I and I'll agree with you about the vampire thing too. I feel like we we talked about this in the last episode of our review for the last episode of season four, <laughs> that like things really are starting to get monotonous, I think, for this group of for this gang, for this this friend group, and yeah. especially for Guillermo. So for him to kind of break the monotony by maybe partially becoming a vampire, but it's not really taking is like a really interesting plot line that I'm excited to see uh, progress. 100%. I'm also excited that Laszlo knows and that he immediately picked up on something was wrong with Guillermo. Obviously, not the fact that he was a vampire, but just that something was happening. So mm. I'm I'm hoping for like more of a Laszlo-Guillermo dynamic because yeah. uh, their friendship, I feel like, just has a lot of potential. I just love like putting different characters together that aren't usually together so i'm excited to see how that goes if that develops at all um this season yeah i feel like we had a sneak peek of that at the end of the last season when they were kind of co-parenting colin robinson yeah 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 and i do feel like that dynamic is definitely shining through again this this season already like that was one of my immediate reactions as well that like uh matthew barry and harvey gillian were going to really carry this season Mm -hmm. um 
and I feel like they already are. Like I feel like that I'm I find already that I'm laughing the most when they're on screen. Yes, when 100%. it comes to their one liners. Mm-hmm. So I have to agree with you there. Like Wee! Yeah. I'm excited for them. I'm really excited for them. So in terms of the premiere, did you feel like it held up? Did you feel hooked? I feel like the first episode was pretty strong and kind of like setting up what the main thing, like the main event of the season is obviously Guillermo being turned to a vampire and the problems that come with it of like Mm -hmm. if a familiar is not turned into a vampire by their master it's like the most humiliating thing that you could do and the immediate like tension and angst that comes with that um and because my clown shoes are still squeaking for Nandermo I am all for this immediately. Like, I was just like, okay, a forbidden lover stroke. We got this this season. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. So I'm really, really intrigued. I feel like I was more into the first episode than the second episode. Not that I didn't like it. I was just like, yeah, let's go. And by the second one, I was like, okay, cool. Let's move the plot along, though. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. But... I am really looking forward to seeing how long is Guillermo going to keep this secret from Nandor. Uh, basically, I'm just like kind of, I'm intrigued. I'm hooked. I want to yeah. see. Give me more. I want to binge it all right now. What about you? What did you think? Well, I think the choice for Guillermo turning into a vampire that transition for it to be compared I think over and over again to like a first time was really fascinating like when he's asking have you done this before Uh, many times tons of times you know (laughs) I I thought that was really great because there's like they're a little nervous and like this it wasn't supposed it was supposed to be Nandor like that's who it was supposed to be Uh so there's that element I thought it was really meta how he was Guillermo was talking about how like oh Nandor it was supposed to be Nandor like um, he, but he does so many nice things for me and obviously there's yeah. no cut scene for that but what is interesting to me is that that's kind of the point is like mm-hmm. it was supposed to be Nandor it was supposed to be Nandor and then there was some back paddling last season there was some diversion and it didn't happen and I think that that's really fascinating yeah. like I, I will be I will be looking for the meta writers on Tumblr to guide me and interpret that in, in, in a better way than I could but like Nothing gets me through the week like good meta writers on Tumblr for a show that you're just like deeply into with like, yeah. uh, I eat it yeah. right up. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think to your point, like, I think establishing that going to a different vampire to become one is offensively bad mm-hmm. is really interesting because this is going to probably be the main conflict of the season for Guillermo. Yes. Um, in a recent interview Harvey Gillian talks a lot about how this season is probably one of the most devastating for his characters oh uh for his character rather I think that that's already coming through for me like the prospect of him having to make a choice about how to move forward in his dynamic with Nandor now that he's essentially kind of betrayed him Mm -hmm. which I have my own feelings about considering Nandor's behavior toward Guillermo not just last season but for the last uh, four since episode one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that like Guillermo is still like so kind of like I don't want to say brainwashed, but like thinking that like yeah, he's done so many nice things for me. They'll cut. Yeah. It's gonna be a long thing, and then there's just nothing to be shown because yeah, there's nothing to be shown. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's so sad. We keep talking about. And I think this is the case in a lot of like dynamics where the two romantic interests are doomed by the narrative it's like the person who's usually talking the most shit or like making making things harder for their 
romantic counterpart is mm-hmm. probably going to have to learn a valuable lesson in order to move forward. Um, and I think in this specific case, it does probably mean Neandor recognizing how he takes Guillermo for granted. And I hope that's the case because I do feel like almost every season, Guillermo is consistently the person that's growing and changing and learning something new and like right. becoming different and, you know, maybe better, but also per- consistently <laughs> toxic. Yeah. So I really would be interested to see some growth from from Nandor this season. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a show about characters who are all kind of assholes, but, like, this isn't, like, It's Always Sunny, you know, where it's, Mm. like, they can kind of get away with it. I feel like with this show, like, I need to see some growth. Otherwise, it does kind of get stagnant in Mm -hmm. a way, and that's what has me excited for the fact that it seems like they might be going in that direction of, like, even if there are some bad intentions to it, maybe they might actually grow. Like maybe Nadja will actually become a nicer person and yeah. maybe Nandor will start to see, hey, I need to start treating Guillermo like a actual person um, and a human <laughs> first. Yeah. I'm hoping. I'm just, I'm hoping that's the actual direction that it goes. Me too. But speaking of a character that I think has experienced some significant growth to the extent that I'm like a bit in awe of him. Uh-huh. Laszlo Ravensworth. <gasps> yes. My beloved. I there's no doubt in my mind that Matthew Berry has the riz. But <laughs> pretty <laughs> much every single line this last two episodes that was spoken by that man's beautiful mouth. I mm-hmm. was like, "Oh my god, like he just his delivery like There are actors where it's like everything they say, the delivery is spot on. There is no imperfect line. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. they're just so good at their craft. It's it's like you can't even look away. And I feel like whenever he opens his mouth, we are just from the the very first couple of seconds of the episode, the first episode, we were getting like great line after great line, line after line. From um, the the King of Bottoms to Kim Cattrall, you know, so. Yeah. The second that he said, I'm the King of Bottoms, I was like, oh, we're back. I missed you so much. Yeah. Yeah. This man, like, there's not, there's never a dull moment when he's on the screen because you never quite know what he's going to say and how he's going to say it. No, no, you don't. You don't. To, to which I ask, where is this man's Emmy? <laughs> Just for the sheer comedic. Did this show get nominated for any Emmys this year? I don't think so. I think they did for like a costuming. Oh, for the that wedding. I would totally believe. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, that's well deserved. I, I believe it. I recalling last season and a lot of the real effects that they used. It was um, so good. What? Wow. So impressive. Yeah. I remember thinking then that like this show deserves its flowers. And I think we're kind of moving down that road again. I liked I liked the effort to put together like the crashed police car yeah um, that yeah. just felt really unique like I think a lot of times these shows will recycle the same sets over and over again because like they can they don't have to you know branch out and do other things and I liked that change of scenery a lot mm-hmm. um, because I can't imagine what it would have been like as a set designer to put that together like some places I feel like there's not much you have to do especially like the the, the precinct you know mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. like places in public the mall yeah I was thinking with the mall I was like I wonder how much fun they had having to come up with all of these different names that were like clearly like that was supposed to be a Build-A-Bear workshop but they oh, couldn't yeah. legally use Build-A-Bear workshop so they had to use something else okay let's talk about the mall though because yeah. I 
so one thing I like about a show like this where it's like it's a very character led show is like you can really do anything with those characters like you can Mm -hmm. put them in any unique situation and it would be funny because the whole joke is that they're vampires like right so I really really liked that scene I especially liked Nandor um on the merry-go-round I thought that was so characteristic (laughs) I think one of the most I'm not a TV writer but if I were I think something I'd really enjoy is being able to just sit there and think of like very unique situations that my character would end up in in a specific setting based on you know their personality like oh if what if Nandor went to Taco Bell what if you know like (laughs) I can't imagine but I think it would be really fun to just be able to riff off of each other about things like that because it's so unserious like you don't have to do much you don't have to make any massive plot decisions you can just kind of work with what you've got and it all it all like fits together perfectly yeah I was also thinking about how what mall nowadays is open and that lively past like 6 p.m that is uh, that's a great question and i was like i kind of miss those days when that's what it was all like like everybody was going to the mall and everybody was there it didn't matter what time it was and now it's like this store's closing at 4 p.m because fuck you (laughs) if you work past (laughs) four (laughs) it used to be really the the center point of american culture right in the 90s And then I think it had kind maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like there's a resurgence of mall life during the early 2000s because I distinctly remember walking into Rue 21 looking for the Twilight perfume. Yeah. Like the, 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 the Bella's breath perfume, whatever <laughs> it was, breath. whatever it was. And, and like there being a lot of people there, like, dude, I'm yeah. going to Hot Topic, you know, that they've got dildos in there, you know, like <laughs> it was the back of Hot Topic. Oh my God. The back of Hot Topic, guys, let's go to the back of Hot Topic. It's, I heard that there's pink dildos back there. It's fucking <laughs> crazy. Have you ever seen one before in real life? Where wow. That slowly turned, that turned so quickly into a Donald Trump impression. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump goes to hot topic. I've never used a dildo. <laughs> but... but if I did, dildos are for losers. Dildos are for losers and stupid people. All right. Oh Fuck that. Uh... <laughs> Fuck that. Let's talk about the fact that the Kristen Skull finally got into the opening credits. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I love that. It made me that. so happy. Yeah, she she weaseled her way in as she should. As, as she, she should. should. I'm just yeah. glad that she's like I'm I'm hoping that she's like starting to get her flowers in this season. Like she the guide mm-hmm. was more of a presence last season, but I hope that like she has like an actual story that's not just her following Nadia around and being treated like shit. Like I'm hoping again, yeah. the growth. I want to see it. I want to actually see it. I'm rooting for it. I wanna see it. And the entire well, time I'm just like, This poor girl. <laughs> she just wants a friend. Well, there's that again, right? It's like, okay, we've already got one of those dynamics in the show between Guillermo and Nandor. Right. And I just don't think it's essential to keep recycling that. Yeah. So I hope it's a different vibe. Like, I'm already kind of strapped in because the physical touching going on between those two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock it off. <laughs> knock it off. Can we get him out? Can we get him out? <laughs> I saw all right so context context 
if you've watched Succession, if you've watched Succession, there's an incredible scene at a funeral where Kieran Culkin is mourning uh, the loss of the person in the funeral. I'm not going to give away anything too extensive. But if you haven't seen it yet, that's really on you. <laughs> but he and he has a breakdown and he goes, is he is he in there? Can we get him out? And he starts crying. Yeah. And it's and what's going to get him his Emmy this year. Totes. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. agree with that. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm rooting. I, I saw. I saw. OK. Sidebar. I saw a post online that was like a meme and, it, and the, the caption was Brian Cox in the leading uh, actor category at the Emmys. And then it was like, uh-huh. Ariana, what are you doing here? What was he doing there? <laughs> he was like, yeah, I don't know about just, that. I don't know about that, homie. You were <laughs> barely there, but all right, sure. <laughs> all he had to do was die. And if it's that simple. <laughs> and they were like, Emmy. <laughs> contender. That simple, that's an Emmy contender if I've ever seen one. <laughs> then I'm out. I'm gone. I'm dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but the context is like people have been using that on Tumblr to implicate um, queer characters that are not out you know the closet is is glass Mm -hmm. um and saying like can we get him and i that is that is now part of my vocabulary i'll be using it all the time um for the rest of my life i think it's it's so funny i could share more context but that's it's that's it's not about (laughs) this right now um so that one's that one will pocket for later (laughs) i'm i've i've got things to say but i will pocket it for later i'll be a good girl (laughs) um i would love to know about your reaction to sean's return caitlin shawnee i love this man i was so excited that he showed up in episode two i was like he was mentioned in the cold open between laszlo and nandor like talking about how much he's hypnotized sean and i was like i really hope we talk about this because we talked about it in our last season reviews about Sean um, during like the Pine Barrens episode and the wedding episode and the the um, private school one where they keep hypnotizing him, but like he still like will remember things from when he was hypnotized. And yeah. I don't know if that's just like because now they're talking about how I guess Laszlo is bad at hypnotism, mm-hmm. um, and he says like the only reason why he can uh, hypnotize Sean is because his brain is fucked. But I'm like, but you're the one who gave him the brain scramblies to begin with and kept mm-hmm. hypnotizing him. Mm-hmm. I just think Sean is continuously built different, and that there's something yeah. else going on there, and that's going to yeah. be developed this season. So when that was mentioned, I was just like, okay, let's go. Give me more answers on this. And then he yes. showed up and I was like, my favorite Long Island boy, let's go. <laughs> Listen, his his uh his hair this season. Wild. <laughs> uh why he kinda <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I actually so I will say this. I really like that they're leaning into the Long Island thing this year. Like yeah. they've lived that's where they've lived for literally you know centuries and i think sean's character is essential if you're going to be you know setting your show in long island like the fact that we've gone so long without making him a more prominent character actually shocks me because it's like you know vampires are one thing people Mm -hmm. from long island another thing (laughs) right different experience put them in a room together you'll make magic baby so (laughs) i was like really excited when they brought him back again. And I'm, I'm glad he seems like he's becoming a season regular. I'm glad he is too. I just hope that they don't overuse him mm. because I think there are shows that like 
people go, oh, this is a fan favorite. We'll just put them in everything. They'll and then like everything now it like they kind of lose their charm sometimes. So like part of like like for me, part of the reason why I love Sean so much is because like you're not quite sure when he's going to show up. And when he does, it's like, yeah, it's a great time. So as much as I want him in like a lot this season, and I think we are going to get a little bit more of him. I hope they just don't beat that to death. I mean, I probably will be excited every time Sean shows up, but I just it's just the fear of losing the charm for me that scares me i i I would agree with you i I, this is just gonna be the whole podcast is me being like i would agree with you caitlin Um, (laughs) but i do i i think that you know he is a great character but yeah that you're right like it cheapens these side characters that are fan favorites to just continue to recycle them over and over again it's like Mm -hmm. you have like four or five other characters to develop that are essential to you and like you really got to pay attention to them because there are times when that didn't happen last season, and I think it kind of, like, ruined those characters' dynamics. So I have to agree with you there, as I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep nodding. I, you know, I don't even have to say anything. You can just talk, and I can just, like... <laughs> I don't uh-huh, agree with uh-huh. you there. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I have to agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had, um, I had someone come to visit our office the other day who was lovely, lovely, lovely woman, lovely person. Mm-hmm. Um, we were giving her kind of a rundown of our of our company and our, our work that we do. And we were talking and I kept saying that. I kept saying, yeah, I have to agree with you there. <laughs> Almost every conversation to the point where I noticed it and I was like so conscious of it that <laughs> but I'd go you to can't talk. stop. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'd have to uh, um, <laughs> yes. yes, that's right. I yes, you're yep. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with you there. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was it was bad. Um, I think it's like a new thing I'm saying. Uh, it, I hate when that happens. When it's like you're you're adapting a new phrase, not yeah. even intentionally, and then it just becomes part of your vocabulary. But like mm-hmm. to the extent that you're overusing it, you ever done that before? Yeah, well, you know um, how in Succession, Sarah Snook, like her character, yeah. is always like, "We're gonna be doing this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that yeah. all the time at work now. Yeah, all the time. I look at my boss. I'm like, "We're gonna email these people for this." Yeah. And like at the <laughs> yeah. end of every sentence, it's yeah. <laughs> I just like and, I just I'm like oh no. <laughs> and I've said this in my meetings. Uh yeah okay. Uh so <laughs> let's get the optics on that. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with you there. You do say yeah. that. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> all right, Caitlin, let's get the optics on uh this this season so far. What are you liking? And then I'm gonna ask you later what you don't like about it. I am liking, and I mentioned this before, but I liked that there is going to be a lot of tension and a lot of conflict between Nandor and Guillermo that will continue to feed this this is a slow burn (laughs) Uh, vibe that I have going on with this show because I just think that'll be really fun and I love the idea that even though they're so toxic I'm still like excited to see like what happens like when Nandor finds out like he's not gonna kill Guillermo and he's not gonna kill himself Mm -hmm. but I'm just wondering what the repercussions from that will be and will there be like a big explosive emotional scene about uh, Nandor wanting to be the person who would turn Guillermo into a vampire when he's ready. And then also, I'm just really excited for Guillermo this season because it's going to be a really interesting, like, almost like a self-discovery type thing. Like, this thing that he's been longing for his entire life is not what he thought it would be. 
and the repercussions from that and like how is he going to deal with this both emotionally and physically because he does Mm -hmm. have some changes and then he already has regret from it but he can't quite turn back and then there's the fear of like literally dying because that one neighbor of the baron like exploded (laughs) um when he was bit twice by a vampire so i i'm just interested to see like I mean, poor Guillermo needs a break, but what his mental state is going to be and, like, how this might turn out for him. And I, I only hope that something good happens for him because yeah. man is consistently losing. He's consistently doomed by the narrative. And for some people, that works. Like, there are some people, there are some Kendall Roys, essentially, that are <laughs> meant to fail. But, like, I really don't want Guillermo to fail. I don't think it's in his nature. I don't think that's this show. Mm-hmm. And yet, it and yet it keeps happening. So I'm yeah. really hoping that things start to go right for him. I thought the very last scene of the episode when Laszlo recognizes that what Guillermo has done when Guillermo accidentally kind of admits it, yeah, um, that face he makes, like the sadness, the, yeah. the acting, the Hello? acting, the tears. I was like, the heartbreak. Oh no! Wow! <laughs> oh, big summer Ooh. blowout! Like, <laughs> Oh boy. I think it's going to be a really compelling plot line because of the monotony we've been seeing in Guillermo's life for the past four seasons and because it seems like I my prediction is maybe like Laszlo is going to have a hand in helping Guillermo because yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. only person who knows now and maybe that will make them closer. And I just think that's neat. I just like that dynamic. They're two of my they're really two of my favorite characters in the show. So just to see them interact with each other more this season is, is exciting for me. Like I'm looking forward to that. I have to agree with that. So um, <laughs> <laughs> Because Laszlo despite like, you know, he is also like not immune to the making fun of Guillermo, but like yeah. he cares deep down like he had the whole arc with colin robinson baby colin robinson last mm-hmm. season where he got he genuinely got so attached i think he really loves having relationships with people like literally like emotionally and like obviously he's has his relationship with nadia but like also mm-hmm. his friendships he he loves very deeply like he genuinely loves sean and like he values his friendship like the amount of times that he has called sean like his best friend his pal his homeboy his sweet cheese his rotten soldiers good time boy like that comes like he genuinely loves him and then i think and then he genuinely grew to love colin robinson and then he was so heartbroken at the end when colin became just regular colin robinson again and didn't remember anything and it's just so sad. And I think he really longs for these deep connections with people. And I think that there's potential for him to have that with Guillermo and for their relationship as friends to develop like that. And mm. I can only hope that we'll see more of that. Yeah, it, it makes me think that maybe his dynamic with Colin Robinson last year was an establishing point for his friendship with Guillermo this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting because I agree with you. I think like... I think whenever the writers finally found their characterization for Laszlo, when they said, okay, like he's kind of like a sexual deviant and he's, you know, very graceful and like uh, debonair, Mm -hmm. um, but he's also somebody who has very compassionate relationships with the people in his life, which is unexpected given given how little empathy there is in the house and like given how inclined all the characters are to just like poke fun to each other to the point of hurting each other's feelings 
I feel like he is a standout character and I'm excited to see their dynamic grow over the season. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. What did you not like? This is this is what this might be on me. Uh, this, might be a, <laughs> this might be a me thing. This might be a, a get back on your Prozac thing. But uh, I did not laugh very much. Yeah. I did not laugh very much at all. And it wasn't. Uh, I don't know why. Like I'm. I'm. I. There were a lot of times this episode where I was like, "Why am I not laughing more?" And it mm-hmm, wasn't that mm-hmm. it wasn't funny. But I think I was just like really not as absorbed in this first two episodes as I thought I would be. I wasn't as hooked as I thought I would be. I was excited for this show to come back, but I think because of the way last season ended, I was I was feeling a little bit disheartened and that kind of bled over into this season in a way mm. that I'm not proud of. So I'm hoping to kind of find my stride with this show and maybe get myself in the right mindset to love it not to not love it because I do love the show, but to really to really be able to enjoy it in the moment again. Mm-hmm. But as I said before, I think Matthew Barry, this past two episodes is probably going to be my prerogative for watching the rest of the season. I think yeah. he just brings such a great energy to this show and is just like so talented, almost underrated um, yeah. in his ability as an actor. And I, I think he's going to be my comfort character this season. So I'm excited for him, but... That's kind of where I left off at the end. And this could change. I could go back and watch these episodes again when I'm in a different mindset and it's not 10 p.m. and think yeah. they're amazing. I just didn't feel as engaged. How about you? Um, I have to agree with you. Uh, <laughs> I hate you. I... I hate you. I hate you. Stop. <laughs> but I do. I genuinely do agree with you. If someone says any... Any version of and if I and I will and I'll have to agree with you during this season, then I will end my life on camera. Like I will, I will YouTube live stream it for all of you. Don't have to break out your ukulele if you do that. Oh no! Oh well, what the hell was that about again? What did she say? Can we talk uh, about that for a second? Yeah, I think to- we need to talk about that. Toxic gossip train? <laughs> yeah, talk, let's talk about toxic. So uh, for those of you who've been not touched a phone in a while. Uh, <laughs> First of uh, all, congratulations. Miss Miranda Sings herself released an apology video for basically directed at accusations that she's been grooming some of her fans who are young people. Um, for a very long period of time and her response (laughs) now there have been some incredible apology videos like I will never forget the Tati Westbrook James Charles Mm -hmm, conundrum mm -hmm. of um the late 2010s was a wonderful time for the country the last time I think we were all fully, fully <laughs> it was just before COVID, I think. So true. Oh, do you think someone in the lab was... somewhere was like, "This shit's got to stop"? <laughs> like, yeah. this is bullshit. People need to go inside for a little bit. Like, they're like, we can't have any more of this. You're touching too much grass, you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, the she 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 showed she showed up. On on YouTube in a in a very low key video in her living room playing a ukulele and singing a song where she and people are that's the thing we're calling it an apology she took it's not even an apology video (laughs) that's like I think that's my biggest take from it is like we need to stop calling it an apology video because not once does she say sorry (laughs) she's just like just to be clear I 
It's all you. You're all the people that are responsible for this. It's all your fault. Well, now she's monetized it. She has put the song on iTunes for $9.99. And so she can sue people for copyright for doing these parodies. $9.99? Yeah. Two wars. (laughs) Two wars. That's it. I'll leave it at that. We can cut that. Um, (laughs) It peaked right out of your pocket. It did. It came right out. $9.99. $9.99. That is, I mean, that's despicable. Isn't like a song on iTunes? I mean, I know it's all. It's literally titled Toxic Gossip Train. (laughs) I know it's all subscription based now, but I shit you not. Doesn't a song on iTunes usually cost only like $1.29? Like I think so, yeah. It's free if you're U two. If you remember, when that <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget. <laughs> I never when wanted something less. Showed up on my iTunes without my consent. I've never wanted something less, but yeah, no, it was interesting. She made that choice, and then she she tried to profit off of it, which was, you know, something that I wouldn't have expected from this specific year. Wasn't on my bingo months. board, and yet here we are. I wish I I wish I was surprised. Uh, I had a friend. <laughs> He's gonna kill me. I had a friend who. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm gonna try to get through this while laughing. He, I have a friend who, when this all came out, we were sitting on my back porch, and I looked over at his phone, and he was scrolling down through his Instagram. And I was like, "What are you doing?" And I was watching him. I didn't say anything. And he pulls up a picture of him. And, co- and this was right after the news broke. He pulls up a picture of him on his Instagram with Colleen at a meet and greet and deletes it. It's like curb your enthusiasm. I don't know. It's, it's like one of those perfectly timed things. It's like, you know what? No. I get no one can it. find this. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, yeah, that's so funny. I, oh my God. That's, there's the secondhand embarrassment of watching someone delete an old Instagram post. It's like watching the regret move across their face, the knowledge that what they've done is something they'll have to live with forever. It's. Yeah. it's enticing so what you were saying um about uh i was saying i have to agree with you yeah okay did you have anything else to add about about yeah yeah i also like wasn't laughing as much and i was just like am i tired is it because i've had a long like work day and it is uh like almost 11 p.m and i need to go to sleep is this why i'm like not laughing did i overhype this for myself like what's going Mm -hmm. on i specifically don't watch trailers so that because i feel like they put all the best jokes in trailers so i'm like i don't want to see it i don't want to know what's going on i don't want to hear it and so when i watch the episode i go oh i've already heard that but like i laughed a few times a lot of it did come from laszlo because again matthew barry is carrying this show when (laughs) when he was bussy into this his did this yeah like what like just the deliveries of his lines like uh, there was a couple times where like he mentioned like uh something about Guillermo's birthday like it's probably not even his birthday and he goes and if it is what a bitch (laughs) what a bitch yeah like that made me laugh so hard and then also the pause for Guillermo like staring at the cameras like for Mm. the edits like made me laugh I was just like this poor guy but like other than that that's why I think like episode one was stronger for me because for episode two I almost felt like like I love this show but I feel like I know it a little bit too well like I know Uh, the humor so it's like I know what joke they're trying to do I know what they're gonna do and it's almost like I've seen this for four seasons already yeah so I'm just waiting for them to just 
up a little bit. Give me, give me something more on. to work with. And I just like, I know what to expect joke wise. And I think that's why Matthew Barry gets the most laughs out of me because of his delivery, because of his performance, and because he generally does get some of the best lines and the best yeah. things to do. Um, and his character seems to be put in a lot of different situations throughout yeah. each season. Whereas the rest of the characters, like Nadja and Nandor and even Guillermo, besides this season, where this season might take him, we see them in the same things and like even like Colin Robinson like I first of all missed my boy so much I yeah. I need more from him um I think it's great that they're having him be a waiter because that makes sense for yeah. his job yeah but I just hope that they don't do the same things that they were doing with him in his office setting which was funny but you can't yeah. do it again in a restaurant because you've already done it before. And I just don't want to see the predictable jokes. I agree with that. I think that is part of the reason they probably took his character on a very different path last season. Just to yeah. like change up his dynamic because it's like you can only tell the same emotional vampire joke over and over again before it gets boring. Which right. is why I think your point about like knowing the humor of the show all too well is great. Like you can, version. you know like you can really just kind of begin to anticipate what's going to happen beforehand and it kind of doesn't ruin things but it kind of makes it less interesting yeah like I'm not laughing out loud because it's like when I first started watching the show it was like I was like in tears of laughter so much because it was all new but now I've been here (laughs) and I'm like yeah okay all right I'm gonna talk about it I've I've held off long enough I'm taking it out of my pocket. I'm taking what am I taking out of my pocket? I'm taking uh the other show that is premiering on FX right now and has its final season next week. It's only sunny in Philadelphia. So one thing that I've noticed about this season, and this is a problem that I see over and over again with some of these network shows, is it's like they don't know how to wrap them. Like every episode yeah. sometimes is like just abruptly ended. And yes. like it's really hard to tie everything up with a bow. Like it's not Yeah cohesive and I didn't feel that way so much about the first episode but the second episode I was kind of like I just felt like we were leaning really heavily on this Sean and Laszlo and Nandor storyline and then a little bit on Nadja's storyline and then a little tiny bit on Guillermo's storyline and it just didn't feel like it was coming together the way that I would have liked so I'm going to use an example of what I think a good like how how to properly execute a good 20 minute network tv yeah. episode and that is frank versus russia i yes i will tell you this i i i no longer laugh at tv because i no longer feel things about te- like i have a really hard time like just living in the moment and reacting genuinely to tv anymore because i feel like i've seen it all before and i like it's so weird like i mean it i feel like I don't laugh at all. Like, I think I mm-hmm. laughed a couple times during our flag means death, and that was the most I'd felt something in a long time. <laughs> but, like, it's really hard to get a laugh out of me these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've laughed at Saturday Night Live since 2002. Real. And I was five, so Four. there's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, if you don't want to listen to this part of the episode, um, Caitlin will very kindly probably insert um a place you can skip to where you don't have to hear me talk about uh this show and you can instead hear about what we do in the shadows skip to the 46 minute mark what i love about this episode is there's three distinct acts and they all work together so well and there's an a plot as an a plot and a b plot and um frank and charlie's 
dynamic. I think that might be the B plot, even though the episode is called Frank versus Russia. I'm not going to talk about that so much. It'll that'll come yeah. back later. I want to talk about the A plot, which yeah. is, if if I'm right that it's the A plot, I could be wrong, which is Mac, Dennis, and Dee. And basically, in the first act of the show, we learn that Mac <laughs> is in love <laughs> with this, or no, that he's uh, yeah, he's like seeing this boy named Johnny, this guy, mm-hmm. this man named Johnny, not a boy, a <laughs> not man. a boy. They're like in their forties. Yeah, their forties. So crazy. <laughs> Johnny and Mac have only been communicating by text and then this <laughs> other way that I don't think I can say here, which you'll have to watch the episode to find out about. Um, and you should because it's fucking crazy. Like when you learn about the way they're communicating and then you hear the later episode revelations, it's fucking crazy. It's hilarious. It's crazy. <laughs> like I learned, I never, I didn't watch this episode live. I learned about it through a text post summarizing what happened in the episode. And I was like... Oh my god, really? No fucking way. That's not... (laughs) There's no way. There's no way. The second act is where Dennis tries to teach Mac and Dee how to keep a man. And one of the great revelations from this part of the episode is that we learned that Dennis has a system for getting men, men. which is very interesting because for many seasons, the lore has been that he has the Dennis system for getting women. And this revelation is something that, like, D and Mac are both, like, just, like, spellbound by. They're like, why? Why? And he's just like, shh. And I think that is so funny. I It was so good. The, not to be on the nose, but, like, the, the implication. It's about the implication. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? So there's that. And then in the final act of the episode, you learn that Mac is in love with Johnny and he doesn't want to be with anyone else. And Dennis says, Johnny doesn't love you. He doesn't even like you. And ultimately reveals that he is Johnny. And that's all tied together with Frank and Charlie's plotline where they're trying to win a chess game because for, for reasons that, again, you'll just have to You just gotta find out. out. But in terms of writing, in terms of execution, acting, it was probably the best episode of that show that I'd seen in a long time. It was, because they they cohesively, they take two storylines, they start together, yeah. they go off in their own direction, and by the end, it comes together again, and yeah. it makes sense, and it's bizarre as all get out, but it it works. It completely it works. works in that show, and it's a 20-minute show, and it's, like, satisfying. And they've been doing it for 15-plus years now. Yeah. Which is why when I come to what we do in the shadows, yeah. and I feel like it's a fair comparison because it's kind of, like, similar vibes to the A very shows, similar dynamic, yeah. Where they have all these different plot lines, but they don't all end very, like you said, cohesively at yeah. the end. It's just like, oh, that person's doing that thing and that person's doing that thing. See you next week. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. but where's the conclusion? Where's the conclusion? Yeah. I need, even though it's an ongoing series, the, a, like episodic show, I need some sort of conclusion at the end of every yeah. week. And like, to, and to be fair, like, It's Always Sunny is like also notoriously guilty of this. Like they do have some episodes oh, yeah. that wrap so abruptly that you're like, what the fuck? Where's the rest of it? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but to your point, I think they also, weirdly enough, are some of the best like television 
creators when it comes to executing an episode from start to finish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like that cohesiveness is maybe missing sometimes in the show. Also, I will say, I think when you lean into the queer dynamics in your show more than like try to repress them, I think that everybody wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is why I think, for example, that Guillermo's coming out episode last season was like great. Yeah. And then, and why I think Frank versus Russia is maybe the most insane thing I've ever seen. I mean- yeah. Like, the face acting in that scene where Dennis learns that Mac is in love with Johnny, and then Mac mm, learns yeah. that Dennis is Johnny, I just don't... I think I think that this, that show, specifically, is at its best when they lean into that dynamic more. Yeah. And I think that the same is true for what we do in the shadows. So I hope that when it comes to Nandor and Guillermo, they can they lean into that as well. And it seems like we're going in that direction. Um, I will one thing I've noticed is in our past episodes about this show for season four when we were reviewing it, we were like, "Is this happening?" And I think now that we have had some time to think about it, you and I both agree that it most certainly is happening. Like that is definitely the end goal for the show. There's just been too many little things that yeah. like I feel like at first you could look at it and be like, oh, you're just looking for it because that's what you're looking for. But, like, yep. there was stuff that happened last season where I'm like, if you, that's not the direction that you're going in, then why are you doing it? Why does <laughs> That's a great why... question. <laughs> it's a question we should all be asking ourselves when we're creating art. Yeah. Really? Like, if Marva was going to like all the same things that Nandor liked and then she kisses Guillermo four times in the face, what does that mean? Yeah. I know what that means. That means that Nandor likes Guillermo. Yeah. But we just haven't gotten that yet. And I feel like we could, because it seemed like in the first episode, Nandor was trying to be a little bit more open to Guillermo with the whole, like, it's okay, you're okay thing. Yeah. And, like, being like, oh, I know it's wrong. We forgot your birthday. Even though that's not what the problem was, he was still trying to make an effort. He goes, we're going to take you out to dinner. And was it a great dinner? No. But, like, yeah. you know, you don't really expect much from <laughs> these dynamics no. as far as, like, actually trying. But, like, it's something. It is. You know? Yeah, it's a little So, scrap. like, I, again, I feel like, I feel like they're trying to go in that direction. I feel like this season could be the, like, Nandor's finally gonna be getting to the point where he's just like, I'm gonna treat Guillermo like a person. And then when he, like, are, when they're finally having possibly a good relationship, that's when Guillermo's gonna be like, guess what I did? Yeah. I'm a vampire. And it's gonna be a whole thing. And it's gonna yeah. be very interesting. But... I'm not a writer of the show, but I guess we'll find out if I should be. Please, sir, can I just have a little scrap of gay cheese? I'm so fucking hungry. Please. Please, my cup's been empty since yesterday. I'm so tired and cold. Please, give me a little scrap of gay cheese. The cheese tax. The cheese tax. Oh, my God. Do you remember that? I do. I like, there was a point when I unironically enjoyed that sound, but it's gotten to, like, a Bible camp counselor level of annoyance to me. Like, if I could, if I went to the Bible camp that I grew up going to and heard that song, you've got to pay the A, I wouldn't be surprised. B, I'd also be very angry. <laughs> I'd also be very mad. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. I, I think, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna come over there. <laughs> I'm gonna come over Get over there. here! I think I'm gonna bang the door down and I'm gonna come over there. <laughs> Yay! My plan all along! I missed my friend! <laughs> Sleep over! <laughs> I'm planning your death. Um, (laughs) I think this is, we're we're wrapping up here. Um, Mm -hmm. My last question I'd like to ask you is if you have any predictions for this season about what's going to happen. I know we've talked about a couple little things. Um, I've got one. Yeah, what is it? I think that 
Nadja is being hexed by the guide into friendship. Ooh, I like that. Because, because I, the, I was thinking... No, sorry, go ahead. No, because I was going to say, like, in terms of knowing this show, that is what I would... That's what I would think would happen. But Yeah, the way that she came in and she found the the picture yeah and it just kept appearing i was like she did that yeah she did that yeah <laughs> so 100 percent. yeah can i just say it for a second i love that bit when you keep destroying something and it keeps coming back i think that can be <laughs> so funny i think that's one of my favorite bits like if i could find a way to use that for something some sort of short-term co- short form comedy like tiktok <laughs> i would do it and i will I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna challenge myself to that over the next week any any predictions from you i think we're gonna be on the up and up for growth for some of our characters um specifically hopefully Nadja, hopefully nandor um i think laszlo is gonna have a strengthened relationship with guillermo and i look forward to that i have no idea what they're gonna do with colin this season um i hope they don't push him to the side yeah i hope not either because i love him and i like as much as like some of the baby colin stuff was interesting and funny last season i missed him yeah um, very much so like that's why by the time he came back in episode 10 i was like he's back return yeah. of the king you know yeah. yeah i just think that this is the season of growth and i think that nandor and guillermo are gonna like finally start to be on the same page until guillermo has to tell nandor what he did and that's gonna i don't know how it's gonna blow up but it'll yeah. be interesting it maybe they'll be, duel or something it will be something something will happen something, something will, happen. will happen yeah All right. Well, I feel like we've talked quite a bit about this show and what we're expecting for this season. I'm excited for us to talk about it more this season, Caitlin. Me too. I'm really excited for the next couple of weeks. I feel like we're going to have some good convos, some good sashes. And we're truly lit by moonlight this season. Because we're it doing it. Yeah. Right after Almost 12.30 a.m. Mm. Go us. <laughs> Thank you for listening to lit by moonlight tune in next week when we review episode three of what we do in the shadows season five Woohoo! see you next week bye bye